Welcome to our podcast here at Trinity West Church. We believe that you will be enriched by today's message. Let's open our hearts to receive God's Word. Go to the New Testament towards the end, and we're going to find the book of James. And then also turn over to the book of Hebrews. So we're actually going to go to James first. So hold your finger in Hebrews chapter number 11. But we're going to start off in James chapter 5. Last week I preached a message called The Language of Gratitude. And I kind of want to do an addendum this week, even though it's not the same title, but it's going to be uh, along the same lines. Today I'm going to talk about the prayer of faith. So last week was the language of gratitude. Today is the prayer of faith. Last week we said that we need to change some of our words. And instead of saying please and begging God, we simply say thank you. There is a language to gratitude. We even sang it this morning in that song, the anthem. We sang, he has won the victory. He has won it all for me. So it's this past tense. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3, it says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Listen to that again. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So I said last week, if you came in here really hoping for God to do something, waiting for God to do something for you, you're too late. He has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hallelujah. So that's the good news. You're too late. It's too late. That's good news. So you need to know and position yourself and change really the way you pray. Instead of begging and pleading, we simply thank God. And so there's this language to gratitude because you say thank you the moment somebody gives you something. But it does require a response. We do have to move. We do have to respond. And how do we respond? We respond in faith. And the Bible talks about the prayer of faith. So James chapter 5, and let's start in verse number 13. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Listen to verse number 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. It says this, and the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith. I heard a quote years ago from a very famous preacher. Here's what he said. He said, the presence of prayer is the absence of pride. But the absence of prayer is the presence of pride. Let me just say it again. He said the presence of prayer is the absence of pride, but the absence of prayer is the presence of pride. And I heard that, and I went, that's, that's great. But then God began to speak to me, and I began to really look at the Scriptures, and I went, wait a minute, that's not true. That's not true. Here's why it's not true. In Matthew chapter 6... Jesus said, hypocrites love to pray. He said, do not pray like the hypocrites 
for they love to pray. They love to pray. They would lay out the Torah and take a little selfie of themselves with coffee and post it on Instagram and Facebook and I'm having my morning devotions. Check it out. Praying, you know. So, because they love to be seen by men. They love to pray. So if they prayed and they loved to pray and they were not praying correctly, that means there's a right way to pray and then there's a wrong way to pray. So I don't want to pray incorrectly. I don't want to pray in doubt. I want to pray the right way. I want to pray in faith. So James says there's something called the prayer of faith. It's the prayer of faith as opposed to the prayer of unbelief. What's the prayer of unbelief? The prayer of unbelief starts like this. Lord, if. Just if. Lord, if. If what? If you can and if you will. That's the prayer of unbelief. It's the prayer that a man prayed in Mark chapter 9. In Mark chapter 9, a man brought his son to the disciples. They could not heal him. They could not cast out the demon. So they brought that young man to Jesus. And the father prayed. Here was his prayer. Lord, if you can do anything, heal my son. What's that? That's the prayer of unbelief. Now, Jesus did not reject him. Jesus didn't push him away. Jesus didn't say, I'll have nothing to do with you because you prayed in unbelief. Jesus simply corrected his theology. He corrected his thinking, and he corrected his words. He said, no, 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 no. No, it's not if I can. It's if you believe. All things are possible to him who believes. And the man said, Lord, I believe. What else did he say? Help my unbelief. And Jesus healed that young man. Because Jesus prayed the prayer of faith. So Jesus corrected it. said, no, you can't pray the prayer of unbelief. You have to pray the prayer of faith. And there's two things I want to share to you briefly this morning. Truths concerning the prayer of faith. And the first one is this. You just have to know that the prayer of faith says that what I am praying for actually exists. Now, in that verse, or let's actually say, let's turn over to Hebrews chapter number 11 because you need to see this thing. Man, this is powerful. I, I, I caught this and I just went, I just like, as soon as I read it, I about just jumped out of my seat. I was so excited. You don't have to do that today, so no pressure. But Hebrews chapter number 11, the good news is we don't have to wonder what faith is. We don't have to imagine what faith is. We don't have to depend on some other Bible scholar or pastor to tell us what faith is. God very simply and clearly lays out exactly what faith is. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 1 says, Now faith is. Can it get any more clear than that? Now faith is, it says, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Clear definition. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I looked up that word substance in the Greek, and I found out that it is the word hoopstasis. I'm probably not saying it right, but that's because it doesn't look like that, but that's the way they made it sound like. And it actually means this. That which actually exists. That which is an actual existence. So what it's saying is this. Now faith is the substance. 
It actually exists. It's not made up. It's not pie in the sky. It's not one day going to happen. It's not just the blueprint. It actually exists. Now faith is the substance. So you could say this. Listen to this. My healing exists. My salvation exists. Huh? My, my victory exists. My, my freedom exists. Amen. My joy exists. My peace exists. All of it actually exists. Amen. And I don't have to try to create it myself, nor do I have to try to get God to create it. God already created it 2,000 years ago in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It already happened. It exists. It already is something that is out there. Amen? God in Christ has secured all of it for me. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen? So it exists. Now faith is substance. It exists. Amen. It's not Bigfoot. Come on now. Got some guy in a gorilla suit running out in the woods. People are chasing him. It's not aliens. Huh? It's not the Loch Ness Monster. It actually exists. It is as real as everything. In fact, the Bible says it's even more real than what you can see. Now faith is. So when you say this, say this, I'm praying for something that actually exists. It actually exists. It's real. It's out there. My prayer is that, listen, my words line up with what is actually out there. Amen? Now the Amplified Bible, man, I love the way the Amplified puts it. It says this, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Hallelujah. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, or listen to this, the title deed. Faith's the title deed. Boy, you could take that verse and amplify it and you could live off that thing for a year. You just read that every day for a year and get something new every, every time you read it. Now, faith is the assurance, huh? The assurance, the, the, the substance, the assurance, the confirmation, but then the Amplified puts it like this, the title deed. The title deed. Not the lease. Come on now. Not the lease, not the mortgage. The title deed. I have a pastor friend, I should say this, I have a pastor that I know, um, he told me a story. We were sitting in his office and he told me this story, he oversees four or five different churches, not too far from here, he oversees these churches, and one of the churches that he oversees was, was uh, wanting to split off from him. So he said, hey, that's no problem, you want to split off, you want to go do your own thing, no problem, you could just pay me rent. Uh, pay, pay the organization rent on the building. And so they started to do that. They paid for one month, two months, and then they just stopped paying rent. They just didn't pay him any more rent. And so he said, hey, you know what? If you're not going to pay rent, you have to leave the building. And they said, no, we're not leaving. We're going to stay here. And he said, you're not going to stay here. It's, uh, you know, it's not your building. The building belongs to me, and so you, you need to leave. 
And so he came to one day kick them out, and the, the police were called, and the police came, and one people, they're, they're saying, no, the building's ours, and, and then he's saying, no, the building's his. And so the police didn't do anything. The police left and said, listen, y'all have to settle this some other way. Because police is just he said, she said. So they, they didn't know what to do, so they just left. He, so he did this. He went to court. He went to court, and he wasn't nervous. He wasn't scared. He wasn't thinking that it wasn't going to go his way. He went to court, and he brought to court the title deed for the property. And the judge looked at the title deed, saw his name on the title deed, and made a very quick ruling. Everyone that's name is not on this title deed has to exit the property. And so the other people lost the case. They, they left the property, not happy, but they left. And then he moved back in. Why? Because his name was on the title deed. We've done some work in Bogota and uh, been there many times. And most of you know that even on a monthly basis, we support a school in, in Potosi, which is just on the outskirts of uh, Bogota, Colombia. And it's an incredible school. I've been there many times. And every time you go, the kids just, man, they just come up to you and they hug you and they, they write you things and they misspell my name, Pastor Brain. We love you, Pastor <laughs> Brain. Or the next time it'll be Brayan. I mean, they haven't got my name right in 10 years. So I just, I love it. So, but what was special about this particular school, it's in a very, very poor area of, of Bogota, but it's what's known as a squatter's village. Now, that whole thing's foreign to me. I don't know anything about a squatter's village. But, okay, I figured out, okay, what is a squatter's village? Well, a squatter's village is where something is abandoned or something is vacant. Somebody moves in, and they just move in, and they just squat. That's why it's called a squatter's village. So they just, they move in, they bring a bed, they bring a toothbrush, they bring toothpaste, they bring their clothes, they bring their food, they move in, and if they stay there long enough, they actually have some sort of right to stay there. So this particular school was a squatter's village, and, and we couldn't find the title deed. Finally, they got the deed to the property, but it took them a while to get the deed because, after all, if somebody or something is there long enough, they think they own the place. And that's what happened in Mark chapter 9. Jesus asked that father, how, young, how long has this young man had seizures? How long has he thrown himself in the fire? How long has he been bound up by this sickness? And the man answered, almost all his life, since he was a little boy. That sickness had moved into that boy's life and had taken up residence and thought that he had a legal right, the sickness had a legal right to that child. But when Jesus came along, listen to this now, he prayed what? The prayer of faith. And he very simply said, sickness does not have a right, a legal right, to this child's life. And he produced the title deed. Amen? And the title deed was faith. And faith simply said that sickness does not belong in this child's life. 
That's why the Bible says now faith is the title deed. So simply what we have to do is we just have to go into God's courtroom. We have to bring with us the title deed and we have to say to sickness and depression and defeat and lack and poverty and bondage and strongholds. We just have to say, no, no, you don't have any right in my life, in my house. You've got to leave, and you've got to leave now. And when God sees you praying the prayer of faith, when he recognizes those words, when he sees that you brought with you the title deed, then everything else has to go, and faith says, no, I've got the victory. I'm an overcomer. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Not because you're trying to get it, but because according to the word, you've already got it. That's what, that's what faith is. Faith says this. Hey, man, listen now. The prayer of faith says I'm simply enforcing what God already says belong to me. Listen, number two is faith says that I am simply enforcing what God says already belongs to me. I'm just going into court. Every time I go into my prayer closet, every time I wake up in the morning, I thank God for his many blessings and thank God that I walk in healing and thank God that I walk in freedom and thank God that I walk in abundance. I'm just simply enforcing by title deed that which he has already provided for me. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to recreate it. I'm not trying to even ask God to recreate it. God's already done it. Listen, Jesus doesn't have to go to the cross twice. Calvary doesn't have to happen again. Everything that he has done to secure in us our salvation, our freedom, our deliverance, our healing was done on the cross. And it doesn't have to be redone. But listen to me now. If you never bring sickness, if you never bring lack, if you never bring bondage, if you never bring depression, if you never bring any of those things into the courtroom, then those things are going to think that they belong to your house. They're going to think that they, they have a legal right. They're going to stay there for as long as you let them stay there. But some of you need to make some decisions today. And you need to say, no, it's time for them to go. And it's not because I've been such a great Christian or it's not because I've done everything perfect or I've never sinned or I've never failed or I've never fallen on my face. It's not because of any of that. It's simply because I hold in my hand the title deed to all of it. Everything that he did at Calvary, I hold in my hand and I can simply enforce it by praying what? The prayer of faith. Faith is the substance it is saying that it actually exists. And if it exists, it exists for me. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment this morning. Hallelujah. When I begin to pray over this sermon, I begin to believe for some faith. And I thought, man, my prayer life has to increase so much so. No longer do I want to live below what God says or how God says I could live. No longer do I want to allow things in my life 
that don't belong there, that have no legal right to be there. Every day I want to grab the Word of God. I want to grab the truth of the Scriptures. And I simply want to pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith says everything else has to go. Everything else has to go. Hallelujah. So what's going on in your world? What's happening in your life? Can I pray for you today? Would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment this morning? What's come in? What's worked its way into your life somehow? Your fault, somebody else's fault, nobody's fault. What has come in to your house? What's taken up residence? What have we allowed to stay that's contrary to the word of God? Today is a great day to serve an eviction notice and have a judge, a righteous judge, enforce a ruling that first happened 2,000 years ago. When Jesus stretched out his arms and shed his blood, when he was raised from the dead, all of it was for us. It's what he has done, not what he's going to do. It's what he has done that we celebrate today. It's what he has done that we enforce today. It's what he has done that we bring into the courtroom. And we bring without fear, trepidation, we bring a title deed. No, we're not making payments, and no, we're not fearful that it's going to get evicted, going to get taken from us. No, no, no. We believe it's ours. It's already ours. Father, in the name of Jesus, with every head bowed and every eye closed, Lord, I thank you for each and every person that you brought into this place today. If you're here and you're listening to me this morning and you feel that you are distant from God, you feel away from God, you do not feel connected to God, and I'd love to pray for you today. I'd love to pray for you to ask Jesus Christ to just come into your heart and experience the forgiveness of your sins. If that's you, you'd love to reconnect with God or connect with Him maybe for the first time in your life. Right where you're sitting, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just right where you're at, would you just raise your hand very high, very boldly, very confidently, and just say, Pastor, would you please pray for me today? I don't want to go another day. I don't want to go another moment of another day without asking Jesus Christ to come into my heart and into my life. I'd love to pray with you right where you're at. Hallelujah. Now, we had an incredible response in first service to this next one. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I have been asking. I've been pleading with God. But today, I want to change 
my beliefs and my words, my thinking and my vocabulary. And I'm facing a situation that I know is contrary to the word of God. But right now, here today, I'm going to make a stand that I am going to start enforcing what has already been done because I realize today I have the title deed. My faith says I have it. And I'm going to start declaring that it's mine in Jesus' name. If that's you, you're going through something, would you just stand to your feet? Just let me pray for you today. Just stand to your feet. Say, Pastor, I'm going through something.